Oh, oh, one more thing. Just One More Thing, a podcast about Columbo. I'm R.J. White. I'm John Morris, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Murder, Smoke, and Shadows. Originally broadcast February 27th, 1989, directed by James Frawley, written by Richard Allen Simmons, and starring Fisher Stevens, Molly Hagan, Nan Martin, Stephen Hill, Chekhov's Unresolved Hologram, several different flavors of ice cream, and, of course, Peter Falk as Columbo. And each time we're joined by a special guest uh, this show, it's right, Los Angeles writer and roustabout Hobbit Cave. But before Hello, we there. bring him on, John. Yes, sir. Oh. What happened? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to you, Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> in this episode, RJ, Spielbergian Wunderkind Alex Brady is at the peak of his career, but a visit from his old pal, professional hangdog Leonard Fisher, threatens to throw it all into disarray. You see, it turns out that Leonard has long been haunted by the accidental death of his sister, Jenny, when the pair were teenagers. Having borrowed her brother's motorcycle, Jenny wiped out, you see, on a lonely country road, bleeding to death with no one to help her. It is some small comfort that at least she didn't actually wipe out on the set of teenage auteur Brady's amateur 18mm production, exsanguinating violently on film while the director and his cameraman beat it for the hills, burying the truth for decades. Or did she? (laughs) Yes, It's another episode about truth, lies, and the magic of motion pictures. Brady finds himself confronted by the incriminating film while he burns bridges with his mentor, his girlfriend, and his snippily devious personal secretary. The whole production is coming to a big finish right in the spotlight, and who else could be the blink-and-you'll-miss-it ringmaster of the whole affair but Columbo. And and just to kind of, uh... I sometimes get confused... Hey, and I thought I thought well hold on I thought that I was the one uh, who had to write a summary of this one so we have a bonus no I was going to audience I'm sorry go ahead yes who whose intro was that because I I was informed earlier that you guys both did it no no uh, it's um well it's a thing like uh, we alternate back and forth between like uh, doing the intro at the top of the show and then the summary of the program. But this time, right. I thought I'd do a summary, so we both wrote a summary. So now I've got my summary that I mistakenly thought I had to write. So, uh, John, if you could uh, do our usual thing where you ask me what happened. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my favorite opening right now. <laughs> and now for a more expanded view of what we'll see on the, <laughs> this week's episode of Just One More Thing. RJ, tell us a little about what happened in this episode. Alex Brady is one of Hollywood's hottest directors. He's got a string of hits and a mass market paperback book about his films to prove it. When an old friend from Albany shows up out of nowhere one day with a reel of film showing Alex's complicity in the death of the guy's sister ten years ago, there's only one way to handle it. Electrocute him on a studio back lot, then bash his face with a sledgehammer and leave his corpse on the beach as a John Doe. Come on, any of us would do the same thing. When Columbo's assigned to figure out how the poor bastard ended up faceless in L.A., he gets closer and closer to uncovering the Wunderkind. We both used Wunderkind. Wunderkind Helmer's deep, dark secrets. Secrets, which, in addition to murder, include, uh, include ageism, a crippling addiction to ice cream sodas, and a predilection towards creepily manipulating his ex-girlfriend using heavy-set bit players. Will Columbo be able to yell, Cut! on Brady's life of crime and deceit. No spoilers! We'll see you 
at the murder movies. That's good. There like we go. It. That is good. So yeah. thank you, Abed. Now you, Abed, been... for coming back. Welcome to the program. <laughs> you you wanted to do this show. Why did you want to do this episode so badly? Well, first of all, should I have my summary of the? Episode? Yeah, do it. <laughs> well, you've Make got one up. too. If you've got one, I mean, Andy. I can, I can, I can whip it up in a second. You do want it. it? Do it. Why not? Let's hear it. This is unprecedented. We don't usually do this. All right, here we go. On today's Columbo episode of Just One More Thing, you (laughs) thought things were normal in Columbo's life, and he stumbles on a magical director, Steven Spielberg-like even, and in his magical, wonderful kingdom, Columbo knocks on the door and enters and figures out this guy did something really sketchy. Just what he did ties to his childhood and his belief in that he could make movies someday. But Columbo was one step ahead of him, yet again. But don't let me give it all away, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just tune in and see what happens. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. (laughs) I I don't know. I didn't want to go too deep into it, I guess. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. But this is one that's actually, it's not on Netflix. It's only available on DVD. And probably, if you found it somewhere else on the internet, it's out there. Uh, well, yeah, I've got it available. from the library. Yeah, see? And, and uh, <laughs> God bless that. Thank you for our local libraries for uh, well, stocking Columbo episodes. Exactly. Just, That's yeah. what I was going to say. That uh, I came across it by accident. And the thing is, I had already – I think I was about to do your guys' <laughs> show on another episode. But I was so excited about this one and jazzed and, like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I think I, I like, told you guys. I think, remember, I was like – Oh, my God, I love that one. <laughs> well, what, what is it that you uh, – because I remember I, um, I, I grew up watching the old episodes on this uh, station uh, from Detroit Channel 4 uh, Sunday mornings, like the 70s ones. And then when it came up that uh, they were making new ones, uh, when I was like, what, 1989? I would have been like 14. Uh, I remember my parents were excited about it. I'm like, oh, okay, we get to watch uh, more of this TV show. And this was the very first of the. It's like the Star Wars ones I saw. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like I remember watching this when it was first aired. This is like the one of the. This is like the parents telling the kids, like you know, Star Wars. When right. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then so the kids are like excited, but it's not the same movie. <laughs> but I re- I remember being uh, at age fourteen a little disappointed by it. <laughs> and then and then when we started doing the show. I got the DVDs, or this podcast, I got the DVDs, and uh, watching this uh, with my wife, it was the first 90s one I watched, because I thought, like, oh, well, you know what, I'll, I'll start with the first one I remember seeing, and put that in, and we watched, <laughs> like, uh, 20 minutes of it, and turned it off. It's like, what well, the no, but hell, this here's sucks. Here's crazy, Here, you, you know, you, you bring a really bold what what your your statement is so great because i wrote in my notes about what was this like for someone who knew columbo was gone forever and then it comes back yeah that's what it was that's what it was yeah yeah and, and, and so and then like, i thought yeah well nowadays that's what they do with like star wars and such right. and, and they just do all this this kind of building you up with your nostalgia but right. then like they deliver you something that's not quite the same but that really tries to be and 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 a lot of people don't fall for it but I wonder, like, when this came out, like, so many probably new people were like, oh, wow, it's great. Well, the you know, weird like, thing, they, the they weird flipped is, out. They, yeah. yeah. 
Because like I remember like watching it back then, I have this vague memory of feeling like, you know, like, eh, it's not the same. But then when I watched it like a couple of years ago, we started doing the podcast. The reason we turned it off was because Columbo shows up, he got the car. He's acting all dotty and strange, like it's old Columbo. And it felt like they were doing the thing where they were really playing on the whole, oh, look, here's all the things you remember about good old Columbo from back then. You know, the but interesting I thing... completely have changed that opinion. Watching Here's it... what's crazy. Yeah. Do you remember the one with uh, Janet Lee? And that's one that I wanted to do with you guys. But I haven't guys seen that. that I yet. still haven't seen that one yet. Okay. I yeah. love it because it's like Sunset <laughs> Boulevard, but it's in the same camp as this. Oh, no, no, Janet like... Lee. I'm th- yeah, it's, for, it's for, for, Columbo no, no, yeah, intermingling yes. with Actually, this yes, Hollywood. Actually, yes, I have seen that one. That's one I mistakenly... I, I, for she shows oh, in yeah. the movie. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking it's, Janet Reno in the 90s. So that, it, it was that's basically... Yeah, so, it was the no, same thing as... Yeah. <laughs> sorry. It was the same thing as Sunset Boulevard. The same plot, basically. No, that one I like a lot. Um, but he does the I'm same silly kind of... He shows up and he's in his car with his dog and it's ridiculous... And they do that in this episode to kind of highlight that Columbo but that we thing, all love. But the thing is, like, watching it again uh, for this uh, thing of the podcast, after having seen several other of the 90s ones, uh, several other terrible 90s ones, this one <laughs> is actually not bad. I like it. I, because you, I you, get, you because, hit it on the head. I Because I get, I like, it's like, oh, that's how he was playing it then. No, and because, it's a lot right. more subtle than I thought it was. It's like, oh no, he's really playing the guy, uh, really you know, trying to piss him off. And it was so much. I've I've seen it twice in the last week, and it's so much better. And I feel stupid for having uh, judged it that way before. Seriously. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Much better. I, I agree with you a hundred percent because when I watched it, I thought of the William Shatner one. I thought of oh, wait, cheesy... wait, which, which one? The uh, old one or the nineties one? No, the one where the old one where he's the uh, actor. Because oh, okay. it's yeah, kind yeah. of like they they joke about a detective like a real detective, and it's like in this one they're joking about him being a real detective making a movie about him. Well, actually, so the like, weird... oh, sorry, go ahead. it's really similar, but it, it, it's almost kind of a a joke version of that. It, it, it's kind of strange because like it's really good. Like like you said, like I watched it uh, I watched it a couple times and I was kind of intrigued because I said like it has everything a Columbo episode should have. You know, right? Yeah, no, you've got it's the just... dog. You've got the reference to the wife. You've got everything. You've got him playing stupid. You've got him uh, just always trying to undercut the guy, and it just—it's yeah, it, it, it's the structure. Yeah, structurally, it's it's pretty much like a '70s Columbo episode. It, it's That's not what bad. I felt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And also, it was. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm 100% agreeing with you. Like, that's when I was watching it. It's like, it, yeah, it's silly, but it, it, it hits all the right, like, uh, marks. And it's just like, I mean, if you hate Fisher Stevens, maybe you don't like it. But well, my, yeah, my wife, he's my pretty wife great. Yeah, my wife can't stand Fisher Stevens. <laughs> so it was like, uh, watching it with her was kind of like, eh. But I thought he was actually very good in this. Because the thing I love about him in this episode is every time uh, he ends the scene with Columbo, leaves... He's doing like this really class, like oh that guy, like he, like, he <laughs> yeah. plays it really weird. But he's in the car, really right? straight. Yes, like... hitting stuff like oh he's getting closer. Oh, like, I love weird... him in the car when he's just like mad. Yeah, old it's film really villain. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does he do? He like hits the ceiling or yes. something. Just yeah, like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, no, he hits the ceiling. <laughs> well, he that, throws that, down that uh, uh, glasses. 
from um, uh, ice cream sodas because he gets so frustrated. He's oh, so um, close. did you notice that they there's a huge error in this episode, like a big goof? Oh, uh, but a, they, 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 a couple. Yeah, how much? Well, yeah, the one I think you're talking about is the uh, like how much ice cream is in the glass. Yeah, because when cuts, when he yeah, goes back, he goes thing. back to clear the glasses, and it's like what you're saying. He's mad. There's like no ice cream in them. And like in the scene before, there's clearly ice cream. Well, because Columbo had drunk both of the ice cream things, because it was it's put it in this episode. Columbo likes to make ice cream sodas. Yeah, can we jump ahead and, and talk about something that really stuck out really weird for me? What's that? Uh, well, actually, the, the ice cream. I'm going to come back to the lot. ice cream. Yeah, there's a lot. There's yeah, a lot. Come, yeah, I'm going to come back to ice cream repeatedly because there's a lot of it that was concerning me. But it's right after Columbo <laughs> comes back. Uh, like I think second or third trip informs uh, Brady that they know who the the dead guy was and it's a friend of his. And then the last thing he says is one last thing. Can I ask you a favor? Can I go have an ice cream sundae? I uh, know, no, no. Yes. <laughs> that's my favorite scene. Because that's my yeah, Columbo. <laughs> it, it's such a great uh, thing in this episode where Columbo is just constantly trying to needle the guy, just mm-hmm. trying to fuck with him, just trying to annoy him so much. And that one is like one of the biggest ones too, because it's, it's well, that pretty was, clear. I, I took it. I took it as him trying to wrangle a way to be in inside that little room for, alone for a while. Well, a little bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's slightly. what I thought too. But also, yeah. he just knows he wants to annoy this guy and just throw him off. But remember, because he gets access to that room, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's his so, falsity of I want the ice cream soda. Yeah, but then he starts going through the <laughs> well, not just that, but yeah, he's able to like, go through his books and like actually get the. Uh, yearbook, the evidence, yeah, and just yeah. idly thumb through the yearbook to see, like, oh, hey, he went to actually college with this guy and this guy, and probably killed this lady. All right, he gets <laughs> like, no, it, it's, all it's night classic. to do that. This, this is this is a great episode. No, Honestly, it's a really good Columbo. Yeah. It, it's some yeah, classic Columbo. You're right. Yes. Yeah, and like the the dog is the touch, and of of course that crane. All right, scene, dogs right? in there. Like, yes, <laughs> that crane scene, right? Is is amazing. right where he gets, yes. gets getting like, nauseous wait, wait, and dizzy. Yeah. When he gets on there, I'm thinking like, wait, he's afraid of heights. That's weird, but no, he's just. And then they actually play that out where he's mm-hmm. looking very uncomfortable. That was one of the more feels... '70s scenes too. That really that was felt, very yes. That yeah. could have come right from a 1970s episode. And uh, before we started. Um, the music in that, uh, using a bit of a classical piece, but I think uh, you, Abed, you uh, before we started recording the show, and I noticed this too, uh, the music in this one is actually really good. No, the, yeah, uh, let, good let me score. just say that Great there's score. a scene I watched like several times where, where he's going through, where he finds the yearbook, and the music in that scene is, is it's kind of like, it's symphonic, it's a little bit like... Just it, it's silly, but it's beautiful, you yeah. know, and it's no, it's kind of amazing because then it, it's going through him looking, leafing through the uh, yearbook. And it's like I, I just watched it recently. And I, that scene I rewound because I'm like that music. There, there's something about it that's just perfect, you know, and like well, I was, the right I was amount of silly this. and just dark, but just yeah. what Columbo should be about. You know? If you add if you add an umpa, it's a Danny Elfman soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, it's like go back and listen to just that. Like, yeah, it's like kind of that stuff. A little bit Mary Poppins too. Yeah, and it sometimes it was it sometimes it seemed inappropriate until you take into effect that he's on. They're all this almost all takes place on a studio backlot, and Fisher Stevens is already melodramatically acting out a lot of his scenes. 
so the music is also being you know very big and very very uh, theatrical. Well, I would I would equate that you know Fisher Stevens is like Orson Welles because let's not forget that Steven Spielberg is the successful version of Orson Welles, but Orson Welles was very evil and he had this like mass dominate, dominating effect on on everybody. Oh, yeah. So I feel like this movie is taking that to the extreme of like a director that just. You know, he he murdered to get to his to get to the top, and so he well, wants no, to I keep mean, his position. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what intrigues me about this episode. Like, if you want to get to the heart of it, is it like he's like a brilliant because you see the three D effects he's making, and he's really changing the genre of film. But then, like this annoying piece of shit guy from his past shows up, and <laughs> it's like he has to Poor take care Leonard. of. Him. And you're like, yeah. well, it, like he's kind of doing some amazing stuff, but then the way he kills him is so, it's ridiculous. It's like my favorite. Well, no, thing, it, it, it's he doesn't think things through very well. It, it's one of the more poorly thought out murders. I am utterly gutted, absolutely gutted that the hologram played no role in the murder. Well, yeah, because you think, because <laughs> yeah, you think it does, because on the backlot thing. They build it the, up, yeah. yeah oh, it's, che- the, it's Chekhov's hologram. Well, they're doing the weird thing where he like, Oh, shows up above him when they're in the uh, thing. Like, right. oh, maybe that's part of it. And like, now, huh? now it's not at all. I, they <laughs> well, I think that's. But I think the reason it's rightfully so because that would be a shitty format. Hologram well, maybe they film? didn't probably know yeah. how to incorporate it into the murder <laughs> because it's just like yeah. let's just show show that this guy has like the skills but to do a murder. Plenty, but there's you know? plenty of special effects things they could have done that weren't. Holographic 3D film, which makes me think like it was like could have murdered was a script. Him, like, here's what I would have done: put poisonous gas in a room, play the hologram of him going like, "This is uh, really happening, there, Lenny, and you're gonna die." You know, it's like that would have been cool, right? Because hmm. he's yeah. like murdering him, but he's not in the room. I will 100. So, like, percent I will 100 percent tell you my really stupid ideas as to what they were gonna do with the hologram. What's that? <laughs> uh, and these were like this was me saying, "Oh, it'll be really stupid if they do it," and then it was kind of like, "But I hope they do so I can be right." <laughs> um, just just for folks who haven't seen it, we briefly are introduced to the fact that Alex Brady and his partner, his technician, have developed holographic movie displays. Yeah, I guess so. And they briefly go like, oh, we've invented holograms, but if you move the camera more than 20 degrees, it stops working. Oh, well, and then they just like throw it away. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's very expensive and weird, but all right. And I I really was expecting the whole episode, I was waiting for the hologram to play a role. I thought... You're you're right, you're right. That that really should have been just... It should have been. So I was It would have been like Lawnmower Man, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was thinking came after, right? he was going to somehow like take either Columbo was going to use the murder footage and somehow make it holographic <laughs> murder footage, yeah. murder footage. <laughs> just like that or yeah. or that Brady would uh, go film he would go smaller. find old footage of the of the girl he killed when she was alive and then you use know, but, that to lure the guy into some kind of danger yeah but the weird the weird it's thing horrible. is that this director kind of does that in reality with those two girls at the diner. Right. You know, he tries to, like, make Columbo distracted. Oh, um, that whole thing. I don't like that. Well, that, <laughs> well, what a terrible... that is so it is so obvious because it's like yes. a nun, what, and a nurse. You know, and also, like... <laughs> what, what, what it was a Southern that... Belle and a nurse from the 40s. Wouldn't that that, that guy? Um... <laughs> Only in a studio. Well, here's my takeaway. 
the so the, it's a it's a fake story planted by the murderer to draw to draw Columbo off the trail. Right. How he knew where Columbo was going to eat, when he was going to eat, how to set somebody up, get a security guard in there under his pay. Well, Those realistically, are all uh, yeah, I love the security guard just kind of like, hey, what? Are shoving you a cop. You're trying are you to bothering the artistes? <laughs> <laughs> you're that right, you know, hey, isn't isn't that like, later on going to be some sort of like a charge about obstructing an investigation? If this were a Coen Brothers movie, that would be John Goodman. Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, but I mean, yeah, realistically, I like that he says artiste and he doesn't yeah. say artist. Right. But, I mean, like, if if um, uh, Fisher Stevens' character knows that Columbo likes uh, chili at all, it's like, oh, they serve chili at the commissary. Well, there you go. That's where out, that's where you stage a couple. Yeah, of did you say? Did you say that you got chili? You know, yeah. my wife loves that stuff. That's great. The thing that let me eat it, central casting ladies. The thing that yeah. kills me about it is the the fake story he plants is that Leonard flew all the way from Albany to L.A. to buy a brick of cocaine. Yes, they've, yeah. got, a, they've got plenty of cocaine in New York State. I'm sure. Yeah, you get on okay. the fucking train and just yes. go into the city. Yes. But you what did even... um, what I want to know is what did 14 year old you think when you heard about cocaine in the show? Were your parents like, get away from the TV? That I don't remember. My my dad was smoking vast amounts of weed, so it probably was not that big. It's like, oh, well, it's not as bad as that. So, no, yeah, because I, like, I, I honestly feel yeah. that like if I heard that <laughs> in 1989, I think my parents would have probably intervened. Oh, really? Like, no, I mean, oh, okay. yeah. They'd Here's like, the thing. Cocaine? Here's the thing. You're talking about cocaine on this show you like? I knew what like, that, I remember I knew watching what that was. And, I knew what that yeah, was. Then, I mean, like, I remember... um. Uh, there was one New Year's Eve, and I was like 10 or so. My parents had a VHS of Animal House they were watching. I just had to turn my head to the boobs. So I knew about things. <laughs> I was watching cable. They had a satellite dish. on parenting. I was watching stuff, so I knew about the world and things. So I knew about, I, I would have known about cocaine back then and what the hell it was. So, yeah. I have a theory yeah. about the cocaine thing and why. Because, you know, like, in the first half of the of the episode, it's all ice cream. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. So right. much. Ice right. cream is, is uh, no because it, I mean, it's like it serves as booze and drugs. But I know. Right. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's got he's like his bungalow is at the uh, over our heads shop from well, the, the last season like, of the, the Facts of Life. Pretty much. <laughs> well, it's like none is. of us have Thank been you, in John. such a luxurious like like office, and then when he offers ice cream, you're like, oh, should I? I don't know. <laughs> it is weird. Cream, like, what? What kind of meeting would you ever have at a at a studio and like? Well, we got to hammer out this multi-million-dollar deal, but first, ice cream. Well, I was trying, yeah, to, like, I was trying to think. Uh, ice cream soda. I mean, you know, how like, old? How old is Fisher? Late in the day, might as well. <laughs> no, I got to how, how old is Fisher Stevens' character supposed to be? <laughs> Because uh, he's like, I, I'm guessing he's around like his mid twenties, mid to late twenties. Yeah. Because the incident, because he's like video. a piece of shit. Well, uh, he was Steven in college. Spielberg. He was yeah. in college ten years prior. Max Landis, yeah, college ten years <laughs> prior. Landis. So maybe, yeah, maybe mid to late twenties. So yeah, I mean, like, the time he was born, entitled... would he have been obsessed with like fifties? I don't. Days? I really don't think it is. You know what? Here's shit, here's why how would I he do that. Why would he be into that? I don't get it. I'll bring you into him because look at – I'm looking at the screen now. I have it on and it's like the Joust game came up. And oh, here's what it is. Here's a guy that like he had like, – like George Lucas, he had these like big successes, right? And everyone's right. like, you're a genius. You're a genius. So he rode that for maybe three years of like getting on like you know his credibility. And then it, I think he's at the, the height of where he's he's shitty but he totally feels like – 
oh man, have you seen my work? You know, and he gives him that book of like, look at, look what I've done, you know? Right. And so he's kind of like, he's been at the top, but then it's a little bit like it's fading, you know? And so when Columbo shows up, it's like, well, this is how you got where you are. And now everyone's kind of seeing that you're full of shit. And he's sort of delusional, like everything's great, you know? Like I'm doing fine. Uh, I don't know. Well, no, <laughs> no, no, no. He, that, that, that's exactly what it is because I mean the uh, the the uh, slight subplot uh, with the head of the studio, yeah, uh, yeah leads into that a lot. Exactly. The the, uh, the old uh, um, district attorney the, from uh, Law and Order, who is right, this guy that's see, like yeah. he, he's um, he's kind of put up with him for enough, but now yeah, he's exactly. like running out but of steam. Yeah, he finally <laughs> just gets to the point where um, uh, Fisher Stevens' character is like. Well, I'm not going to get that movie out by May. Tell him I'm temperamental. And the guy's like, no, I need this because this is my goddamn job. Oh, no, he, has, out, he, has he just screwed him over. Things, like, I love this. Files paper clips, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got all these scripts, so it's like right. he's, they're I showing love, that he's dealing with a really stressful situation. Here. I love that that guy is so just over him and just completely tired of it. It's like, tell you what, your next movie, it's never getting released. Well, it's like, and that's remember, like five uh, minutes yeah. before Columbo reveals, "Hey, you're going down for murder." <laughs> so it's like your it's career kind of is like, over, uh, and then also, yeah. uh, I know you killed this person and killed another person that we can also nail you on back in New York. Yeah, <laughs> not a good day. No, it's a little bit like you remember in Larry Sanders, uh, Hank Kingsley's agent is really old. <laughs> yes, you know he's like this really old, decrepit guy that's right. just like on yeah. his last leg. It's like that. It's like. The uh, Fisher Stevens character has just been getting by, you know, like easily because yeah. this guy is clueless and he's just skating through. And like this guy's kind of like, um, you know, oh, I'm so frustrated. Jesus Christ. You know, and he's just yeah, like, but the, but the hey, this man, guy, make but, it work. But know, then this guy is a guy who actually has the goddamn money and the actual power and actually control over his creative stuff he's doing. So yeah. it's a point where it's like, I, I'm not dealing with your playing around crap anymore. That's it. You're done. I've had it. <laughs> That's a really right, rewarding right, right. scene when he like no, destroys. It, it, his it is. Yes. You, you oh, nailed it with the Coen Brothers thing. I feel like yeah. this is like Barton Fink, you know, like that kind yeah. of style. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love Barton yeah. Fink. Like, by the way, it's my it's one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies mm-hmm. that not a lot of people mention. But uh, do you know I only saw it myself a year and a half ago? Oh, really? Me too. Me too. Oh, Me too. Oh, really? Yeah. Same thing. Oh, I love the Coen Brothers. I've seen so many of the movies dozens of times. But I just yeah. never seen Barton Fink, oh, and then I saw it. Awesome. It blew my it's mind. Great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Hey, did either of you guys see uh, Hail Caesar there? Yes. I thought that. No, was I a... didn't. I missed I, it. I, I thought. I thought a lot of the reviewers they saw a different movie than I saw. I thought I it was felt... actually quite good. I felt. No, very I, much I, I hear it's yeah. good. I want to see it because they, I liked Burn After Reading, and nobody else likes that. Yes, movie. exactly. No, that's yes, another one. Great. Yes, oh, it's a great, a, hilarious, right? weird movie. Horrifying, but yes. comical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a wonderful, strange, perfect. I love it. Stuff. I love it. I yeah, was no. confused when people said that's it's a... shitty. I was like, it, they they do that so well. That, I, I would say the same thing of, about yeah. um, Hail Caesars. Definitely see that when it comes out on DVD. It, it's, well, it's I a, like I like film. old films, so I, I'll probably like it because I'll get all the yeah. references. And Fisher Stevens is in Hail <laughs> right. Caesar. Yes, he is. Really, he's one of the. He's a yes. commie. Yeah, he hangs out in the background, and he looks exactly like Tracy Walter. You know, he's in Lost. <laughs> yes, What's that? that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost he, the uh, TV program. Oh. Yeah, never he's he's in. Uh, I mean, it's like he he's in this. He's very briefly in one episode, and I think he dies. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so many cool people are in that. That 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 fucking show. Ah, 
No, oh, kidding. you know what? I, I just uh, talking about the people and other things. Uh, Molly Hagan, uh, who's the uh, actress, somewhat ex love interest of Fisher Stevens in this, and you brought up uh, Shatner before. She yeah. plays uh, Shatner's uh, creepy adopted Sybaritic stepdaughter. Yes, there you go. Thank you, John. Uh, what? In the 90s, in the 90s Shatner Columbo episode. Butterfly in Shades, Shades of, of Grey. Grey. Yes. Wow. Yeah, no, Do you want to hear another great credit for her? <laughs> yeah. You won't believe it. Uh, Remember Herman's Seinfeld? Head. Seinfeld. No. Oh. Uh, she played that pre- that uh, nun that fell oh, for yes, of course. because of the yeah, Cavorka. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was Sister Roberta. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> but another thing with the whole Shatner uh, later... Like, uh, this episode, it starts out with um, uh, the poor bastard who gets murdered uh, going on a studio tour uh, through the Jaws uh, thing. <laughs> Which is weird, because that's in the 70s Shatner episode, too. So I guess, yeah, good point. I guess in Columbo continuity, that's the same studio. That's not Universal, but it's whatever company owns this. I guess uh, Ward Fowler was making his TV show. Back on the same back lot in the 1970s, <laughs> before he was arrested for murdering his aunt, <clears throat> which is weird. That studio it's has weird. so many murderers. I know. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna assume, and Abed, uh, this was your episode, uh, that the um, the twin brothers, the one who did the uh, cooking show, probably taped his show on the same back lot. He must have. Had to have. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, had to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Dale Kingston's art show was filmed somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. And, well, you know what they say. Uh, you know yeah. what they say, though. Uh, bringing it back to Hell Caesar is that uh, the the Barton Fink uh, movie is on the same studio as Hell Caesar. Yes, right. it is, which is great. Yeah, so you can. Which was a bit of a two. tease, but yeah. Yeah, fun. I, I was hoping to see that, but well, they still want to hopefully do the old Fink movie at some point, which I would hope they do. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Oh, the the wrestling one. You know, that's the wrestler by Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> Barton Fink wrote that in his 90s. Yeah, well, because yes. when I watched the movie, I kept thinking about The Wrestler. I was like, that's kind of the movie he was he's trying to make. Mm. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Definitely. but that that's what was funny is I, I was telling my friend, like, it would be a good follow-up to watching Barton Fink because it's kind of like, well, this is the movie that yeah, they he were like wanted the to do. Yeah, common yeah. man sort of doing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, no, uh, am I distracting you guys from this episode here? Oh, no, we're uh, still no, talking no. about it. Well, how about I bring <laughs> okay. up, well, how about I come back and I bring up the fact that um, uh, the guy's got a waterbed in his bungalow, his studio <laughs> oh, yeah. bungalow, and Columbo flies it out, and uh, Columbo mentions that Mrs. Columbo wanted a waterbed at some point, and he gets on there and he says, <laughs> oh, I, I don't really know what she was going for with this, like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, that's... A, it's a brief, uh, creepy glimpse into the Columbo's uh, Columbo family. Yeah. yeah, sex life. It, it, it's, it, like, it's like the, I guess like Mrs. Columbo is like, you know, the sex is slowing down. we got to yeah, figure so out she something. she wants that, yeah. And then she talks to her neighbor, Mrs. Betty Ann, who's like, oh, this waterbed. <laughs> Betty Ann? I've heard, yeah, made, I've, I've heard a waterbed. Just go right inside me. And then uh, <laughs> Columbo's like, Mrs. Columbo's like, well, ho, oh, ho. Maybe I'll try that, and then you can imagine Columbo, you know, Columbo being like, "What? What are you talking about with the water bed? No, that's crazy. Water in a bed? 
no. <laughs> you know, he's like it put, it put a real it. like greasy, unpleasant sheen on the otherwise hilarious Columbo sits on weird things segment. Yes, because yeah, I just want to see that show. There are a lot of those. Okay. Lot of those. <laughs> like Columbo coming home to his wife and then going like, "Oh, honey, you won't believe this murder. It's crazy." I've got another chair. He's oh, like, no. "You got to get a waterbed." Like the neighbors, yeah. they love it. It's the best thing. Get it. And he's just like, but I talk about this murder. Tie this into the Coens, and he just walks into the house, and his wife's bought the the fuck chair. Oh, yeah, she's no. from Burn After Reading. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. Hey, that's oh. a Coen Brothers movie. If they did like a Columbo movie, right? Oh, oh that, that would be, be so good. The Coen Brothers doing a Columbo film story. Mark Ruffalo would be a yes, yes. That's you it. Just get like whatever actor that could do Columbo, and like that would that's be a nice thing. Because you make happen. it like like you know, No Country for Old Men meets Burn After Reading, right? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like. Hor- horrifying, but like it's delightful because it's Columbo. <laughs> He's solving a grisly murder, uh, oh, like a crazy are, serial killer. Okay. Yeah. I just know in my notes uh, relating to the '70s Columbo. Uh, Sergeant Burke from the '70s Columbo's is in this one. Is he? I missed him. Yes, he oh, is. And, he just who? does. He just doesn't as him as Sergeant Burke. Uh, he doesn't have a mustache. He's there on the beach with Columbo. Oh. And it's the same actor, same character. Um, but yeah, it's the same guy. He's still in the force. He's still working the Columbo, which is a really nice thing. Uh, that is good. That's like a shout to, out. Yeah, it, it's at the interesting uh, beach thing where Columbo uh, loads up some sort of weight in a uh, blanket to try to like see whether or not uh, a thick mass market paperback about a hack director's movies would actually flop out or not. And it turns out <laughs> it does. <laughs> so it's proving that the guy probably did that. Yeah. Well, now, how about this uh, secretary? Uh, I Dan love Martin. the secretary. She great was character. great. Oh, yeah. oh, so man. many how... great moments with her. I love that. Well, Wait, my favorite is, is him walking in and then she's like, who rented this truck? To what the... <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I. She calls him inspector all the time, I guess. Yeah, that's a good She calls bit. him like inspector that. until she has the uh, firing lunch. And then she's referring to him as that nice uh, Lieutenant Columbo, which is a nice kind of, yeah. uh, like, showing you, like, oh, she's been working with him for this, which is awesome. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I Like, she's in on it. Like, because then there's yes. that creepy dinner scene, right, where both of them and she's just like, come on, you got to pay me what you what I'm worth. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. She flat out, yeah, uh, ends up trying to um, like blackmail, uh, blackmail the guy. Yeah. Uh, when he's trying to fire her, uh, because she's like, oh, well, your old friend from college called it day. You didn't tell that nice lieutenant that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's such a creepy scene because it's like we know that these two are in on it. But it's like we're seeing their sleazy, like just like a normal conversation between them. You know, <laughs> it's like... oh, my goodness. So I'm looking up uh, the actress who played the secretary. I know I'd seen her someplace else. Uh, Nan Martin was her name. She passed away in 2010. She... Lots and lots of credits. Uh, but just scrolling down, I'm seeing... Okay, I'd seen her on the Drew Carey show as the uh, lady who owned uh, the department store. She was also in uh, Six at. Feet yes. Under. Which oh, is one, of, okay. one of my favorite shows, yeah. All right. Oh, she was on the Golden Girls twice, which... Eh. Oh, well, no, here we go. I would have known her uh, from playing uh, Annalise on My Sister Sam. That's where I knew her from. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that's that's really dark. <laughs> the list of... of uh, of things that make uh, 
Alex Brady a horrible person. Oh, so many. That's so I know. There's too many to list. Yeah, because he starts off, he's just kind of a little arrogant. You can live with that. Right. Then it turns out he left a woman to die. And yes. You that's and about as you bad the, as you can You get. see the footage, and you yeah. see him going like, cut, like, cut it. Like, you know, like, that's when you're like, all right, this guy has no soul. What was right. his, what was his, what was his uh, lame little student film that had to have a lady doing uh, some this young crazy lady, motorcycle stuff? Yeah, yeah, doing a crazy motorcycle stuff. What the hell? I want to see the rest of that film. Like, what was the narrative there? It I must have been what, rad. Remember Rad? Yes, that's what it I was. Like, I like to think it was Megaforce. Oh, Megaforce is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was no, either I've Megaforce or Damnation. Maybe it was Damnation Alley. And it was yeah. <laughs> that no, scene where. Seriously, Megaforce. Because 10 years, it would have been like a 79 he was making that thing. Yeah. I can't so. believe you mentioned Megaforce. Like, let me tell Megaforce. you that, that the, the, on the um, box art, it said, no, it said something like Star Wars for the next, for the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen Star Wars. I saw Star Wars for the next generation, and I or for the next decade, and I saw someone say Battlestar Galactica for the next decade. Which that's in this episode, actually. I know, and it's like, oh yeah, was in Battlestar Galactica in this. Uh, Battlestar Galactica or Star Wars? Like <laughs> everyone's like, well, we have Star Wars. Why would we be like, well, what other you know, <laughs> sci-fi thing right. is there besides Star Wars? <laughs> I'm gonna add. Like, uh, you know, it's the '80s. We need a new Star Wars, everybody. You know, I'm gonna like, add Megaforce to my. It's not enough that my, they've uh, been making movies for the into the 80s. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna add Megaforce to my my dream roster of movies I'd love to see the Coens redo. Sure. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, sure. for sure, man. <laughs> well, it's kind of like tr- Dirt Bike Tron, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it is. <laughs> it's Dirt Bike Tron with a little bit of Dune thrown in, like a touch <laughs> of Dune. Yeah. Just a touch uh, of Dune uh, is what the executive said. He goes, hey, a, what is that new movie? A Susan of Dune. It's like, get a little bit of Dune in there. Like, <laughs> my job's done. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, so he's he's murdered a girl, but here, among his other so crimes. anyway. He's murdered a girl, but anyway. Yeah. But his other crimes include, he really hates old people. Oh my god, he hates old people so much. He turns his back on the man to whom he owns his career. Yes. Well, also remember it. remember when uh, Nan Martin is like, oh, I was a young secretary, and then like everyone was getting younger. Yeah, <laughs> and now they bold everyone's yeah, yeah, no, it's she yeah, yeah. Great. She yeah. has she like a line where where she describes how she's part of the old system, but everyone around her is getting younger, and it's like not working out. Like it's right. like just so obvious that like yeah, he's been getting away with a lot of stuff. Do you think right. uh, <laughs> she's just been waiting to trap him on some shit? Because she must have known. A walking paper was coming. Yeah, I think she was like Maybe. saving uh, yeah. evidence, you know, for that right Probably, moment. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm and, sure, and, like yeah. the the sheet that. And she then Columbo used. shows up, and she's like, "Well, here's a guy that he he nothing gets by him, you know." He, well, he, he but can she do barely it. pays attention to him at first. I think it, it's that uh, thing where Columbo well, is that's, working that's when you're Columbo. not seeing him, and he's right. setting things up and getting things going, and he's you can't. You know, under but but, but she under, she yeah. is a uh, let, let's just say that she's been doing what she's doing for so long, right? That, that there's no meant there's no sort <laughs> of moral compass going on, so like she can't detect that Columbo might be this like intriguing like like detective. 
that could mm-hmm. that could figure that out. So then he shows up and it's like she's disarmed, you know. She's just like at her real. She's at her most real moment when she's like, "That truck came through and nobody authorized." Right. It. Ah, like remember she's panicking and then Columbo like figures that out of like, "Oh, a truck, eh?" You know. Right. It's no. Like, yeah. The water is. Yeah. The watering down the uh, the back lot thing. Yeah. Right. Because right. she's like, "There's not a movie for three weeks or something," as she says, and then it's like you know he 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 sees her at her most. Uh, like vulnerable and he, he figures it out, but it's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she's kind of like numb to all the bad shit that she's been doing for him for years. Right. Sorry. I'm, I'm like I'm looking just... so into this. Like <laughs> I, I almost like can, I can rationalize every character. <laughs> like, I, I wonder, I wonder if she was frustrated that it turns out the piece of evidence she needed to blackmail him was the most recent. <laughs> she she must have been maybe. keeping papers for you. I think well, she's yeah, been maybe, saving maybe up. Most, no, yeah. Well, yeah. that's maybe what most I see. recent, but I mean, it's for murder. So yeah, it's, it's the pretty most good. Valuable. So it's a really good one. I think it plays well. Yeah, she's yes. really been like 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 adding up the uh, the bill that he has so, to pay, like in in murder. Right, he has to in pay in murder. murder. <laughs> so, uh, John, please. Well, I was just thinking about now to get to the other primary female character in the cast, which yeah. was uh, Molly Hagen as his ex-girlfriend come near girlfriend. Uh, Ruthie Jernigan. Ruthie, right. And popular. That turns into... Wildly popular actor. Wait, wait, Ruthie, Ruthie Jernigan? Jernigan? That's her name? That's her name. Ruthie Jernigan. Wildly uh, popular Hollywood actress. Ruthie it, com- When Columbo meets her, he doesn't even say, my wife's a terrific fan. He says, I know who you are. Yes. Columbo so, knows. That's important. Wow. That Ruthie makes him look Jernigan. really sketchy. <laughs> but, uh, so he reveals... That the affair she had when they were when they were dating was his machinations. He set that up. Well, he doesn't reveal it. It's he's <laughs> so sloppy that the uh, I know, the, yeah, the yeah. guy who looks like um, uh, Kenny from the TV show Ed, uh, <laughs> sure. that guy, that bit player. Uh, oh he's, man, Ed, he's got really? him going around <laughs> uh, pretending to be, uh, uh, you know, just anything a uh, jack of all trades kind of thing. And pretending to be like a taxi uh, driver, breaking down cars and stuff. Like it, it's just weird. Like he, this director, has been kind of like, well, yeah, I was too busy with the film, so I'm gonna uh, have you go off and maybe uh, fall in love and fuck this other guy. The movie, because also it's better for the. It, uh, it's like he's manipulating whole... his yes. cast to like do his dirty work. Yeah, and get all it, of it's, his. It's like... really terrible. And the thing, yeah, it's. That... it's... But no, that's and then he like wants her episode. back once the film is done. Right. And yeah. then she realized like. Eh, no, you're creepy. So I'm well, I like this that. episode because we see deeper into this like piece of shit. I mean, like you said, like he's fine at first, like oh, he's just this guy that got lucky, and then like you find out, oh, he's really this fucked up guy that's been There's manipulating people's There's lives. I think, yeah. I think yeah. he's yeah. the what most. He wants. He's the most loathable killer on Colombo. I, I can't think really? of something yeah. I can't think loathable. of any. Yeah, I can't think of anybody who's done anything. Like, he's more a guy that he, he's made it. He's made it, so why is he still fucking around? And, like, right. There's no reason to, fuck to do shit this up. shit. Like, yeah. I mean, you've already you become, even... like, a big, like, director. Like, Wait, wait, wait. Jack Cassidy in the um, uh, Mickey Splane episode? No. I don't think. Come on. I'm going to... Because he did so much stuff to so many different people. <sighs> and so much no, of it I mean, is unnecessary. My thing Jack is Cassidy like, in the uh No, but it's like a first Caesar. Episode. It's like, you know, Julius Caesar... Where he's um he's corrupt. I mean, not, he's not corrupt, but he he uh, he trusts everyone, 
you know, like the Nan Martin characters, and then they end up being the ones that are going to fuck him over. Stick you know, it's like head. they know too much. And his people next to him stab him in the yeah. Well, that's what that's what's kind of fun about this though, is because Columbo seems like he realizes early on. I'm not saying this guy. This is the guy, Caesar. and yeah. Columbo, you can see, uh, takes a great deal of joy in just messing with him. Oh right, the entire right, right. the entire way, yeah. It's Columbo, like Columbo just loves. This is the perfect case for Columbo. Yeah, when he yes, puts that uh, that candy bar down. Oh, the thing in the house. Oh, so good. Just like, oh yeah, I know you got a sweet tooth, so I brought you a candy bar. That is one hundred percent. Well, I mean, like, this episode. Oh, you're just being an asshole. Columbo's just being an asshole, Columbo. which is awesome and lovely to see. Yeah, Columbo is just like the the you know the older generation that I mean he he's done things the hard way. He's worked hard, and here comes this fancy pants director that's like gotten everything easy. He's skating through life, and then Columbo's like, "Whoa, buddy! Well, right, you know, but let you me just tell you, you can't murder people and get what you want." Is I mean, what he's Columbo saying. has seen like a millions of those. A million of those we have not seen. Mm-hmm. You assume there have been many murder cases Columbo's had over the years that we just did not watch. I mean the. Uh, the, the, the couple decades between the 70s episodes and the 90s episodes, Columbo was closing a lot of cases then. Well, he was like retired, this. I think. I think he, he, he went really? on vacation. I mean, no, no, I'm just guessing. I, I, I want to say that in, in me and you, like, let's take ourselves to a Columbo universe where he's real. Yeah. He probably went on vacation to Hawaii and had a good For couple like a of week. years. That guy doesn't like the vacation. I think he's just working and grinding it out the entire damn time. Well, maybe he worked for the Hawaii Police Department. <laughs> and, There's like, ep- things were a little bit low-key. Yeah, and it was too paradise. easy for him, you know? Uh, there's a, get there's to come episode, back to the grind. There's an episode that, that says that he and his wife went to Florida for a long vacation. Oh, okay. Well, that was but I can't 70s, yeah. It was a 70s one, I think. No, no, it was a 90s one. There was oh, a really? 90s one. Yeah. Oh. I can't remember which, which one. Hmm. Was Ricardo Maltabon in it? No. <laughs> no. They didn't go to be, Fantasy right? Island. Mr. Columbo. You, you oh, wait, no, no. It was, the, it was the um, uh, Rest in Peace. This is Columbo one. No, that was his right, right. dentist. Oh, no, his dentist, with the, his dentist had this long vacation in Florida. Yeah. That's right. I'll, yeah, fa- I'll, yeah. I'll hunt it down and find it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll see figure this out. episode. What, but here's, yeah, here's how, uh, just to get back real quick to Actually, how, no, loathsome, but yes. how, how loathsome Brady is. Is the very first person we hear talking about him is the tour guide on the bus, and she flat out makes fun of him when he comes running. Right? Out. Like, oh, wait, like, what does like, he say? What does she, she say? She says like his little car. Right? He co- like, here he is riding in his little cart. Yeah, his oh, little I cart. Didn't yeah. Even, I didn't even take it that way. Oh, it's a. Re- she says it real no, dismissively. You're right. I watched oh. this episode a couple of times, and, huh. and I noticed that that line is really revealing. Of huh. like, yeah. he's a child that gets everything he wants. Yeah, and like a, she's a, kind of like pissed off about it because she's seen him for who he is, kind of thing. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I mean. Yeah, he's That's, got. Yeah, he climbs the, the cart that, with his. You know, uh, Sorry. That being said, I think that actually makes me understand the hologram a little bit. Hmm. Right, because, right. Because uh, not, not only has he built his career on taking advantage of people and you know running away from responsibility, his assistant is the guy who's really doing all the hard work of the technical development. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. But right, he yeah, and he's just yeah. kind of showing up to make sure everything. He just shows up like, eh, yeah. yeah, it looks really good. Like, uh, it doesn't oh, really it looks good, man, but oh, I see a little bit of right. fuzz on her shoulder. Yeah. 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 Oh, and that girl's kind of a slut. Well, all right, I'm out of here. And oh, and, and what is, I got to have what is ice cream with my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is the format, actually? It's like a very large 
wide flat disc for that uh, holographic thing I noticed. It's yeah. really strange. I don't really know how that would work. Well, I love that too, that this is kind of ahead of the green screen craze. You know, mm-hmm. it's like he did green screen. Like he was showing you like, remember he goes like, oh, act like you're cold. And the guy's like, right. ooh. Well, no, you, like, see, you see Columbo in front of uh, Battlestar Galactica ships too. Which right, is right, on the right. Radio, ready to go. Well, no, that's kind of one of my favorite scenes too because Columbo's just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, confused. Whoa. I'm an old is man. That, no. They voiced over boat. him. They you know the the uh, ads for the show are like, see Columbo deal with space. It <laughs> <laughs> was that shot. <laughs> I like that the thing that uh, that Brady was working on with all of his attention was a static storm that didn't do anything. No, right. It, it was like just it the was middle from, of a cornfield. It, it looked like I, I was constantly reminded of, oh, so uh, you're doing a remake of uh, Wizard of Oz. All yeah, right. it looked like Kansas. <laughs> That's great. It looked like, I mean, you're sure. like, what movie would go here? Like Sound of Music, like zombie stuff or something. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very... Yeah. Yeah, there was no kind of means to that. But that but that's kind of what I mean, here's the thing, like I know we're going to get to this later, but that fucking picket fence, right? That black picket fence. Which is a I mean, uh, Let's hop to that kind of, now because I that thought that was, was an I'm, I'm just scene. saying that that, I thought that was is kind of the, interesting weird scene. I liked that I, scene I actually. I think it's the most disturbing yet amazing scene in any Columbo episode. It, it was neat. It was the, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really well done actually. Yeah, Yeah, because it was it was ridiculous. But I mean, I I, I was spellbound. I mean, I I watched it again and I was kind of like, I'm really blown away by this scene. It's like David Lynch. We were flipping back and forth. And yeah, yeah. And they had to do that because they had to start playing this idea with this idea that Brady actually lives in this world of his own invention. Right. And he has to physically see these things because the the. The blink and you'll miss it part at the end. Yes, which is is weird. the most absurd. Absolutely took me out of the episode. I was completely bought in until all of a sudden Columbo turns into a circus ringmaster for like uh, two seconds, <laughs> like literally twelve two frames. Seconds. Yeah, it was almost. Like, but but, but also, you know what's great is is it's yeah. the character who you know we all find like he's a little bit. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, practical. I mean, not practical, mm. but uh, stereotyped. Okay version of this guy and then at the end we see that there's like this like layer peeled back that he's kind of this magician and he's trying to fuck with reality so it's like he's working with reality and fantasy and and the line has been blurred that he can't see past which is real which isn't you know and then then that's kind of what that scene means to me it's like he's breaking through fantasy and reality Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm really reading into this. No, no, but, uh, no. I think that's what it is, and they never really do that sort of thing on Columbo. So right, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, to it's see kind it of a this. fourth wall thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not so where it's I would. It's not a show that. I would go to for magical realism. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But then they did it for some reason. The the second episode of reviving this thing after 20 yeah. years, they decide like, you know what? Uh, let's just do some crazy like that at the end, and then they go and do it. And then all of the all of the assistants in setting up the frame come out and do little bows in a spotlight. Well, not just assistants; it's uh, police officers. Police well, officers, two police yeah, officers still wearing their outfits. Yeah. And an so actress. they were the undercover yeah. cops during this yeah. whole farce. Yeah. yeah, doing the little, and they're doing proper well, little like, bows. Yes, you know, here's the thing: this really episode is, ending. you know, it really is Columbo showing the movies that like. 
real life is 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 crazier. You can't make a movie on this. Is what yeah. he's saying. And then when he shows all the cops were actors in the piece, that's like Columbo saying like this is my life, you know, you can't do this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, the no. King. it's like you yeah, kill yeah, someone, like, you kill someone there's consequences. You kill two people, there's definite I mean it's yeah, yeah. yeah like you're not yeah. above anything. Like right. I'm Columbo, I'm the guy that's going to catch you, you know. And that's why I like it because I feel like he like no one is above him, you know, like no one can get through a murder and Columbo won't catch you. It's because, like he's yeah, the most because, brilliant mind commits a murder and it's this is an example of Columbo just figures out why you're you fucked up you know no matter what because the only and time it may be cheesy but he right. does it you know because, because the only time we yeah. see brady not on the studio on a back lot is at the very brief uh the brief sequence in his huge house uh where colombo brings a taxi driver in but the rest of the time it's it's alex brady in his element on the back lots on sound stages where mm-hmm. he's in control of the images and everything else and yeah, he, he well, just, and when he says like right. light and shadows, it's like I control those, you know, and that's the thing is like, it's pretty much like him telling Columbo, like, I, I'm only on this set, you know, this is my reality. So, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then Columbo like, you can, shows him, like, you well, can just no, take you're actually, part. you murder people and this is what happens. Yeah. I can do the same thing. I can do the same thing in other places. And there you go. Yeah, and, because I'm a direct, famous director, it's like I'm on my set. Like it's a movie. Everything's a movie. So in terms of says. in terms of uh, successfulness of the trial and conviction and everything else, I think there's a very strong case for this one. Even if the 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 end of it, uh, where he presents his evidence, is a little strange. I think the probably, fact they could still. I mean, they could still yeah. get him on uh, leaving that girl to die ten years ago. Well, Back you know, in New York, so they've that, got like film. They've got like film evidence that he did that, to then connect it to the girl's brother being murdered, and he was the last one to speak to and probably see him alive. I think this is a very strong case in this one. I think probably the number one thing that would lead to a conviction is that there's no chance in hell the studio will stand behind him. Oh no, that's a huge one too. I thought about that yeah. too. Like there, there's no, there's no big money lawyers coming from the right. studio for this. This guy, this guy's done. Yeah, which I mean, th- imagine that in real life. If you had like uh, someone like Steven Spielberg or or George Lucas, and it turns out all of a sudden, like, oh well, uh, they let this uh, girl die make a student film a decade ago. And then uh, now they wouldn't kill the guy, and it's looking pretty good. And that's in the news for mm-hmm. weeks and weeks. How would you feel about those super popular films that they had made throughout their career up to this point? That would be insane shall we, if that shall happened. Shall we use the Cosby example? Okay, <laughs> What's well, the there Cosby you go. Example? The Cosby is example is Capital, how do you, the how Cosby do you feel? example is Bill Cosby. That's yeah. a Cosby example right there. How do you feel about Fat yeah. Albert now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh man, I you guys that don't is... know. I used to love Fat Albert. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean now, like let's let's be honest, like things are different. Right, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, I, so... I'm the guy that actually watched all of Fat Albert. Like The House of Cosby's. Are... I feel weird about having like that, I made those now. idiots I... watch that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying like Fat Albert is like our guide to like making the show. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, oh, one of and Smurfs, yeah. I mean, I was all about, like, you know, it's like Cosby's meets Smurfs meets Fat Albert. And it's like, I, I said, like, you know, anything can be possible. But, I mean, that's the problem. It's like, 
we would have gone so far had not Bill Cosby came after us, you know, right. like, right. yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's clarify for the folks. You worked on that program. You, you like, uh, were one of the yeah, I co-created House yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's, it was all of us in a room and we were doing Cosby impressions and it just <laughs> blossomed into a magnificent, a wonderful like, thing mess. back then, but now yeah. it feels weird. And it's, so actually, it's because, yeah, <laughs> I have gone back. Yeah. To well, I did try it. to yeah. revive it, but it didn't work out, you know, like right. I now, wanted... now, now you might have a bit of a, a tougher road to hoe with that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I gave up yeah. on that, yeah, for sure. It is weird to go back and rewatch him, which I, I did about a year ago. Oh, really? Wow! <laughs> and and you because you get the you get the vibe that this was everybody just goofing on Cosby because right. we'd all grown up with Cosby, yes. And we all had like we could all do a Cosby impression. We had our favorite Cosby yes. thing, but it was a, know, it was a love letter to, to yeah him, but, yeah and his sadly, various different. Yeah. And now you know not to try to engage in well, anything. He didn't find it too funny. Oh yeah, of course, us, yes. Yeah. It wouldn't. It didn't go well back then. Yeah, now strange, like, right. strange lack of But I mean, okay. I've learned yeah. a lot from that experience. Like, I feel like, you know, like, because I remember telling Justin and all them, I was like, you know, if, if he hates it, we've won. If he loves it, we've won. <laughs> yeah, no, you're and right. So he, yeah, he, way. yeah, and it's yeah. like his lawyers hated it, but we didn't know if he had seen it. Yeah. And the thing is, is the lawyers telling us that we couldn't do it. I felt like, well, it's kind of like we've won because they're aware of this and they're pissed. Right. That's cool. Like I was the only one that was taking it like like good. I was like, that's awesome. Because I mean, there wasn't was anything. Because there wasn't well, anything. We were bummed out because we didn't was... get to do more. You know, right. that's mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, back then, before we uh, knew what we know now, well, a lot of actually, you know what? That's stupid. Yeah, a lot of people knew. A lot of people knew that back then. Uh, what everybody knows now. The, yeah. Let's. I guess let's not turn this into the Cosby yeah, Show. Yeah, never mind. Well, I mean, <laughs> not the Cosby Show that. exactly. I could go yeah. forever on that. Yeah. Let's let's get let's well, get wait, friendlier we'll wait, and happier. We'll wait till uh, we start our the Cosby Mysteries podcast. Oh God! After how uncomfortable finish. with that freaking! <laughs> I would love after to we watch finish that stuff again. a podcast after we about a show about our... Bill Cosby. I feel having... bad that. We'll I'm saying that. that I would we'll love that to watch those next. again. We'll do but the yeah, Cosby th those mysteries. would be like After it, it's sweet Columbo. juices. What was, what was Bill Cosby playing on the Cosby mysteries? Was, was he, he a duck? He, he was the um, I think he was just like the the. It was the same thing where it was him and Claire. Maybe. Oh, he was and like a were, medical examiner, I think. Yeah, and he was York, like during the cases, like yeah, he was like he, a retired medical examiner in New York City, and he was still dipping his hand in. In uh, solving uh, murders, and so mysteries. it was. It was a show about Cosby having access to medical uh, drugs and and such. <laughs> yes. So that's going to be impossible to watch. No, that's that's why we'll do that. Well, that's what's funny the, is uh, if, if, uh, if this is the thing. wire and we just look at Cosby's past, we can like link everything to what's happening now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you, yeah, I've got <laughs> actually got the board board of photos with the red string between them. So there we go. Yeah. Everything, right. everything links up access. now. We know everything now. Yeah. Okay, so so we've we've agreed the ending was kind of strange. It was Yes. It was almost like this has all been a beautiful circus. Oh, you know you what? Know, like, like, oh, that's yeah. a good way to put it, yes. Here's where I feel yeah. that that ending would have been perfect in the Muppet movie. Yes, you're right. right. Which this it's fella kind of directed. Like, sure. Yeah. It's Wait, kind of what? Like oh, right. Is, is a puppet. Right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a silly version of him like entering Hollywood. You know. Yeah, Although I guess this like... also explains why Peter Falk is in the Muppet movie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I right. forgot because uh, Froley. String that's my favorite string. scene, by the way, in that movie. Froley did a whole bunch of uh, '70s episodes too, right? Yeah. Yes, he, he did like four '70s he, episodes. He did like Scarecrow, Mrs. King, and he did like. God, he did, he did, uh, he did a lot of stuff. I well, looked. It was like up, career right. kind of life for guys that did 
Like yeah. uh, Richard Allen, he did like every TV show, pretty much. Like yeah. what else he's written? Um, I like those. I like those guys. Hold on, Scarecrow, Mrs. Up. King, and he did. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I looked it up. I, I don't know if I wrote it. I, uh, the one thing about him that I always want to be true is oh, that he's a Richard he's Allen Simmons. Uh, he only wrote this Columbo episode, but he wrote two Mrs. Columbo episodes. <laughs> right, right. So he right. had the experience. I looked him up as well. Yes, yes. And yes. also the uh, film, uh, the uh, David Wayne's vehicle, Major Pain. Oh, Major Pain. Right. I know. Like, I love that movie. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel bless sad. Saying bless that, your heart, though. Abed. You love every movie. You like? Things. No, not every movie, but Major Pain is funny. All right. <laughs> All right. I have a couple different theories. Yeah. About what? Uh, one about the ice cream. Okay. Because well, what is ice- your theory? Okay, well, here's the thing. The ice cream is playing the role that booze would have played in a 70s That's what I yeah, said, why? too. Right? Why did they do yes. that? That's strange. And no, so, look, that's like, in my notes. It's crazy. <laughs> it's in my notes. And I said... So, is that a it's 90s almost like thing? Trying to get away from but, it? but here's the thing. Halfway through the episode, booze shows up. Right, right. When they're right, having right. their romantic dinner, they're drinking brandy. Oh, and right, they have, yeah. they have Actually, wine that scene lunch. is on my screen right now. Huh. So they... they on a clear dawn, I'm looking at alcohol the starts showing sub- up subtitles. One right. hour in. <laughs> so which is also... They don't mention cocaine until an hour in. Here's, here's my theory huh, on that. That's weird. It's okay. like, if you, if, you, if you brace the surface of Hollywood, it's trying to keep people at bay with mm-hmm. like ice cream. But if you go further, like we did into the episode, you see that deep down ice cream equals booze, cocaine equals I don't know what was the thing for cocaine. But probably anyway, cocaine. So yeah. yeah. Cocaine was the thing for cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I'm saying like like and as it goes the on surface, it gets there's like the, this this element of like a you know, blue velvet where things are darker beneath it. I will take that. That's fine. I that my theory right. was I think purely pragmatic. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the fact that this episode on its original broadcast date uh, broadcast on ABC from, from 9 p.m. to, to 10. To, uh, sorry, 9 to 11. Right. Which means on the, on the West Coast, it was 8 to 10. Right. And I strongly oh. feel that ABC, which at the time was what we think of CBS now, which was the kind of the old people's network. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's and I think they probably that. said, hey, you know, 8 to 9 is still kind of the kitty wink hour. It's still kind of the family way. Family oh, hour. so, so this episode fell in between hour. that time zone. Fell between so the then, two, yeah. yeah. So they so said the you can have people drink in the last hour. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Maybe. Maybe. I'm holding Dude, on to that. That's kind theory. of amazing. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd Yo, also like to point uh, out. Did, did that, we just uh, like <laughs> Egyptian style, like uncover like <laughs> what the network was trying to do to like fool everybody? Well, the things like that might that that might be part of it, but then also part of it too is uh, this this guy being this kind of arrested uh, yeah, development, a, not growing up jerk. I mean, his entire uh, fancy bungalow having the train set. And mm-hmm. the stupid lights and everything else, even wanting to have a goddamn expensive, stupid. Uh, but then his house soda is, thing is, Mr. is like a Frank Lloyd Wright thing, and he's got right. these beautiful milk. <laughs> and also, milk and also, the worst damn bar set in the history of mankind. <laughs> oh my god, I would not serve drinks out of that. But, but I mean, his his thing at the at the studio is his Playland sort of like doesn't want to grow up, doesn't want to yeah. face reality, which is kind of how it fits into or his desperately well, his desperately uh his stupid excuse uh to his old friend about how like oh no this is all fake. 
Oh, see, you can see the cuts yeah. in the, the film. Worst, the worst She's not excuse. really dead there. Where I'm holding That's my her favorite. Body. Is, is him trying to, like, uh, you know, trying to, like, play this all that, down. Push like, it down. Oh, push it deep nothing. down. It's nothing, yeah. To the yeah. old days. Push it deep down, and I'm just this great look. I mean, I don't know. So do you think he says like, something like, like, oh, those are, like, those are trick effects. Those are tricks. Look at the, look at the generation yeah. grain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do, you think, do you think, though, that, like... Like okay, his, me is like the guy that you killed my sisters, and will be like, oh, oh, right, it's magic. And also, oh, that guy is that guy is yeah. so patient to hang out in the guy's uh, office bungalow thing for like yeah, three, four hours. Cops. Yeah, instead of going to the police or going directly to the media. <laughs> well, I, that's in my notes too, where I was like, why didn't he just take this footage to the police as opposed to say, confronting like, the guy? Yeah, yeah look, he like, was in that he was video. in that office for so long. It's yes. amazing to me that he did not come to the conclusion that came to me. But but also that he argument. left the footage in the office and right, Columbo he's okay with it. Gotten, well, yeah, but yeah. Columbo could have like found that footage. That's what I was like watching this. I was like, all right, there's writer, no, there's, like, thinking, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, but I'm like, there's no point where fine. that footage is destroyed. He's going, yeah, yeah he's going through weird. the library of the books, but the footage is right there. Some point, you know? yeah. <laughs> there, there is no point. There is no point where you see Fisher Stevens' character destroy that copy of the footage. Right. Which exactly, like, remember? And other episodes, they would have. Although done I think, that. I think it was yeah. alluded to because later on, when it pops back up, they have to go through the whole story of Columbo getting it from New York. Right, but still, they so, should have showed it. Being destroyed yeah, because if he were, if he had been alone in that bungalow eating ice cream and looking through the yearbook, he probably would have turned on the projector and seen it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So but, it uh, must have been somewhere else, but they didn't really explicitly do it, which is like a weird, like, eh, writing thing. So when when Leonard is being told the lie that it's a fake film, he's got four hours to muse on that, and it doesn't ever occur to him <laughs> right. that, that the best case scenario is I think, I think that they filmed his sister's death. Right? Yes. Like, at some point, filmed his sister's death. Sister's death, and then edited it together then, with other things. It's, like, it, it's right. All right, I believe your flimsy lies. I'm gonna sit here and just chill, and right. like yeah. you got a cool office, you know. Right. And then like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I gotta the, check my pocket in my belt, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> the yeah. other, well, the nowadays other he would be is... like looking on his iPhone and just be checking out his Twitter, and then like you know just be like I, I don't care, and then you know it would be more believable. Back then, you're like. Four hours in that room, he would kind of figure shit out. He would well, eat nice so tra- much ice cream. That's a nice train set, though. He wouldn't play in that. <laughs> I think the really ice, I think the ice cream playroom is a lie. I think that's something that Alex Brady has so that he can play the you know the immature artist. Oh, so that he can avoid responsibility. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. Well, the, the weird thing is that he has another office. Remember, right. it's like it looks like a very executive high that's art a proper, thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a proper office, and then he has this playroom, and then you're like, because you keep seeing him in the playroom, and what I think is funny is that he never locks the door, so people just come through. Because remember, <laughs> Columbo comes through twice, right? And, like, remember he yells, and then Columbo comes through right right after that. And he's like, "Hey!" <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, you just left. Like, like I, I mean, I'm I'm like surprised Fisher Stevens isn't putting him in check. All right, you know, I'm, I'm like, going to assume I'm going to assume in terms of Columbo continuity that his little like a uh, little uh, boys club bungalow is a subdivided <laughs> section of the uh, the property from uh, what's her head's Requ- place Requiem for a yes, Falling re- Star from Requiem for Falling Star they they, they <laughs> exhumed the ex uh, studio head's body and they split up the land and uh, his thing is on half of that that land <laughs> so there's an elaborate piece of property 
Because I'm gonna assume it's the same. It's the same studio that for the last like 30, 40 years has just been pumping out and encouraging murderous uh, stars and film people. Like, I, I it's, love. It's been a revolving door because, of murder people. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's like that really feels like the, Columbo's already wise to what's been going on at the studio. He's like, so oh, Christ, like, this place again? I, I, yeah, I've I arrested like so many people at the studio. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, so it's like he kind of like already knows what's going to happen. They hire killers here all the time. Ugh. <laughs> I've seen so many movies by idiots <laughs> who've murdered people. Oof. He's more like Killer Stevens than Fisher Stevens. Nice. Hey, there you go. Killer Stevens. Back go. back to the murder too. By the way, dropping sure. a dropping a mutilated, electrocuted body in the middle of the beach. And but not just yeah. No, no. There's there were literally high grasses a quarter mile away. Yeah. Well, no. He just it's it's electrocuted. He's taking it to the beach, and then once he gets to the beach, that's when he takes a sledgehammer and smashes the face. And what do you do with a sledgehammer? That's never addressed either. Oh, that he knew how to bury, but he oh, could yeah, bury but not a the guy body. with the face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to bury a sledgehammer. That's no. That's no. <laughs> that's problem. right. My grandfather yeah. used to always say that. So yeah. yeah. It's easy. Remember to what you do? You bury that sledgehammer. It's, it's easy, easy to bury a sledgehammer. Yeah, just do it. That wasn't wasn't that, that in fact his wedding vows? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it actually was. Yeah. <laughs> bury He's his written own. his own. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to think. I, I, I have something here. I, uh, I don't know. We should probably wrap yeah, up soon, but yes. Yeah, I got to know. I, I, I really Save feel it. that there's like, uh, there's moments in this show and um, the scene with the, the fake actresses at the diner is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then also the, uh, the you know, him going through the yearbook. Right. It's like th- these moments, and of course the picket fence thing, you know, yes. that whole fake out. Like, those moments really make this episode kind of, like, really resonate with me and make me uh, obsessed with the show because there, there are three just bizarre fucking, like, only Columbo has this, you know, this kind of, like, it's its, its own thing, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it really works. And I, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I mean I, I, it's interesting you bring seems, it up. Yeah, 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 they make me passionate. Because, I mean, it, it's uh, – we, we've talked before about how uh, the 70s ones – uh, feel a lot more uh, cinematic, uh, like they're making short films, like you know, little like hour and a half, two hour films, uh, as opposed to like most of the '90s ones. And this was the second one out of the gate uh, for the '90s ones. So this would almost give you a little bit of hope that they're gonna do. Oh, they're gonna do weird stuff. They're gonna try weird experimental things. Right. This yeah. this one would make yeah. you feel like that. And having seen some of the other '90s ones, uh, you can't help but feeling like uh, people might feel like. Uh, uh, they got the old bait and switch. After after there this, was there was something yeah I, that, that, that's kind of my feeling like when I watched some of the other nineties ones I didn't quite get that feeling and yeah. this one still this feels one like this one feels it's, like, it's like that. On to... they're doing weird shit in here they're doing yeah. some interesting strange stuff and I didn't expect it and having seen it uh, again I, I I'm happy they did try something at all that first season uh, bringing it back. Because even like uh, the one before this, Columbus goes to the guillotine. Uh, it didn't exactly feel like this one did. It felt a lot more. The first, like Columbus goes guillotine, felt more like the later '90s ones than this one did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, I, I feel the same way. But they're they're just like I I don't know what it is. I think it's uh, I think it's that 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 uh, room, you know, uh, 
style effort that just makes it like it's bad, but it's really struggling to get there to like like bring in the old fans. Mm-hmm. And the crane stuff is is the most ambitious because it's like you know you've never seen like a shot like this where we're on the crane, right? Like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is gonna blow your minds, Colombo fans, right? And also, like, him driving his car on the set, because I'm looking at scenes as I'm, like, saying this. Right. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of like, we love Columbo. We're seeing him, like, he it's a fourth wall. He's breaking the, the, the boundaries. He's on the set showing mm-hmm. us, like, I'm Columbo. Like, no set is beyond me. <laughs> right. I don't know. That, and that and Dog is in it, too, which is also good. Getting big as a It's kind of like man. watching Columbo when he's dead. You know, oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I mean, well, what, a, what a great, what a great way to start wrapping things up. Yeah, well, let's talk about the Cosby that. thing again. Sure. Hey, why uh, not? Hey. No, I, actually, I see what you. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Like this is a real kind of, you know, there's that tired old motif in television and film where you put somebody in a kind of magical realism setting and then you find out, oh, Jacob's ladder, he's been dead the whole time. Yeah. Right. 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 But, right so like, right. and they're not being, they're not doing this with Columbo, but it is kind of his afterlife because he's now out of his, his like vibrant, lively realm. I mean, dog is still alive in 89. Right. There's I no know. way that yes. could happen. Uh, unless it's the dog is going to outlive him. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be big as a dirigible and outliving him. Yeah. The, my my takeaway in terms of the differences between the 70s and 90s kind of came into focus on this episode mm-hmm. because I was noticing how difficult it is to make the rich people and the poor people look that different. Oh. With 90s fashions because, you know, he's wearing like big old beige sweaters, baggy sweaters, denim, you know, saggy T-shirts, stuff that was perfectly like – high class in the 90s. Fisher Stevens' character, he's the rich guy who gets away with everything and he dresses yeah, like he's, a rich guy in the 90s. he dresses like ultimate 90s, almost 2000s right. style. Right. And then when, when Leonard, the, the victimized schlub walks in, he's actually wearing kind of a nice tweed suit. And if he just <laughs> did his tie up, it would be a nice looking suit. He's a guy, it was a guy like obviously he wasn't rich but he was making enough money to make it worthwhile. So, <laughs> right. I just felt like you know, compare that to say a friend indeed, which is the Ben Gazzara directed episode, mm-hmm. where you. Oh, got, I love that episode. That's yeah, right. You've got the country club crowd, and they're all wearing their very expensive three piece suits, hanging out in a bathroom with shag carpeting and flocked walls, <laughs> and then you cut over to that bar, and it's like straight out of the Iceman Cometh, and it's just <laughs> drunks, greasy, hairy dudes right, yes. wearing t- in like old. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you watch one of the '90s episodes where he go where Columbo goes to a flop house. And nobody is really dressed shabbily in it. Nobody is wearing a uh, – nobody's like walking through the lobby in bare feet and a string tee. <laughs> they're, always, they're always dressed in like old suits, like a suit from 1965. Right. Like right? a suit they would have been wearing as a fancy person in a in early Columbo episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. The 90s yes. episodes are there's – there's so much preening and then makeup was so heavy in the 90s and hair was yeah, so – Yeah, I mean they're really right. pushing – they're trying so hard to like get back to what was good about Columbo and yeah. their failure is almost like our uh, celebration you know, because we can enjoy that failure. But for them, that failure was bigger than life. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. shit, we and it, it, up. We, it Yeah, but like, you... we can enjoy it. Like, that's why I feel like it's like The Room. I feel like this is like a fucking horrible episode, but it's so fucking fun and beautiful in its own way. You know, trying so hard to be I don't good. think it's that bad, though. I think this is actually, as a no, I, yeah, goes, it's yeah. actually not a bad Columbo episode. And I feel, 
it's much better than I had judged it for a long time. Yeah. It's Not hard having to seen judge it, it since I was, you know, like 14 years old, but yeah. It's hard to judge it for the first time you've seen it. You kind of have to watch it again and be, like, objective because you're like, well, Columbo ran out of steam at this point. Yeah. And like, well, ran out of steam, but then went out for, he, like, another five, six years. He's trying to capture years. that, that yeah. once beautiful light that he once held, so... <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, God damn it! Like, I feel like a shithead because I'm like so into this, but I just feel like he had something great, and then this is like trying to be like this is what it is. This is Columbo, and, and then, yeah. I, I, can I, can it's I, hard to it's hard to accept it for like new people because they they don't understand like what he's been through. And I, I think like, I just uh, see this cheesy, but this is right. like this is this is his deal. This is what he does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what decade it is, no matter who he has to deal with, it's like he always has to get these uh, rich bastards and take them down. They think they're above the law, pretty check. much. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. And uh, I think it's important for you to mention, I just looked at my uh, office window here and just saw a possum walk across the uh, my back uh, row house wall here in South Philadelphia. So, hey, there we go. Wait, is it a cat that did that? No, it's a possum. A possum. An actual goddamn ugly, creepy possum from the swamps. I have a crazy possum story. If you want to hear it, sure. Let's why let's not? Do it. Let's go. Well, I, I was. Uh, we'll I was we'll do the possum friend. story, then wrap things up. Yes. <laughs> well, I was walking out of a house, and then we saw a possum, and he looked really scary. <laughs> we were like, oh, they're, they're a frightening animal. They're a frightening, creepy yeah. animal. We, we, yes. we kind of like not pleasant we, to see at all. We, I feel bad because just like the Fisher Stevens character, we saw that situation and we fled. <laughs> we, we didn't think of our. It might friend. be a little different because no one died. But yeah, sure. well, no, but we didn't think of our sure. friend whose house it was. We just like mm. fled because we saw something hor- horrifying. Well, it wasn't going to so destroy the house. It's a possum. But sure, I know, but it might have. I don't know, RJ. Isn't it a he was possum? Like, oh, you guys forgot oh, your God hat. Damn it, John! You're off the show. <laughs> You're off the show. You're fired. But for now, let's go around mm. um, and, and do our uh, somewhat summation of whatever we thought about. Uh, Abed, you were the one who uh, wanted to do this one uh, very badly. And uh, what did you think of the episode, uh, finally having uh, been able to see it a couple of times? Talk about what did you think about this one overall? It's kind of one of my favorites. And, I, right, and I feel, yeah, I feel bad saying that because I know a lot of people would hate it. But, like, it, 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 it does represent, but it does represent Columbo at his best because he's a little bit mm-hmm. silly, but he's a little bit, like, makes a t- brings a tear to your eye. So there you go. No, I agree with you. I, I uh, like I said before, I expected to dislike this one a lot going into watching it and was just extremely pleasantly surprised by it. I think it's got some really, really great Peter Falk, uh, Columbo stuff in it. Um, yeah, no, I, I like it. I think it's it's definitely uh, one of the better uh, 90s ones. I, I would definitely watch this again, for sure. Yeah, this is a good one. If you're watching a 90s episode, uh, watch this one. It's got all the really good stuff uh, to, to recommend it. John, yes, what sir. would you rate this one? Uh, first off, I just want to say that I saw a possum at Disneyland once. Oh, jeez! <laughs> oh, came came dashing dashing out of the Indiana Jones ride. Is that part of the Indiana Jones ride? Was it because the ride was bad. <laughs> it's actually Real part danger. of it. You sure it wasn't imagineered to happen? <laughs> as you so... leave, every, I... every every tenth every tenth person leaving the Indiana Jones ride has a possum rushing after it. <laughs> one, of the cast, one of the cast like, members uh, letting it go. To, yeah, it was covered with right. lights, and there was music playing. I'll tell so you that. There you go. Uh, no, wait, I'll, I'll tell you really quick. What happened was I saw this thing, and I just said, "Kate, look!" I'm telling my wife, "Kate, look!" Yeah. And she 
she looked the opposite direction I was looking in. So I, I just uh, my wife her, does that all the time. She's smart. I, 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 I picked her up and I turned her around 180 degrees. So hey, there's a possum. <laughs> just look at that. It's a possum. And then I was so amped up about it that as soon as I saw uh, one of the people who work at Disneyland, I was like, I just saw a possum. And they were horrified. And they were just like, oh, my God, did it bite you? I'm like, <laughs> so that indicates there's been a problem recently. There's been a problem of possums biting people at Disneyland. I want to be, hear that story of the other guy. For that right? I really wait, tried wait, to drag wait, it out of his, his His version and then, like, we edit, like, a film with you guys both. <laughs> possum story. No, I'm sorry. Okay. That's, but, that would be uh, a documentary. Fine. So, because uh, like, so... like I have so many great Disneyland <laughs> stories, like that place. Like I once got a hat free, like a free hat. That's was... a great story. I know it's one of the it best the stories best I've shit. ever heard. It, it, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You got a free hat? It's yes, an amusement and it was park? the best thing that ever happened to me ever in my life. Okay, well, was getting a free hat on a ride at Disneyland. Well. Wow. That's the best. I like that. I like the idea of a podcast where people just tell this story of the the best. Oh man, of strange stuff that happened at Disneyland. No, it was no. Let's cancel. Let's cancel. Just about free hats. No, but let's cancel this podcast and let's do a podcast about people telling about weird stuff they've seen at Disneyland. All sure, in favor? I'm into that. Yeah, yeah it's half that and half a oh, God. Cosby I, I have like several. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, to anyway to to get to the you're end rating, of the podcast, your rating, your rating of this episode. Yeah. When I when I started watching this one, I was under the impression that everybody in Colombo thought it was one of the best episodes ever. Really? Really? No, it's great. It's it's, it's kind okay. of it's okay. It kind it's of is. I found really... out uh, according to our message boards, a lot of it's a it's a contentious episode. Yeah, some it, people it, want it, to be like I said, it. it feels like that William Shatner episode of the yeah. '90s, and I, I'm not just—I I feel like I'm building it up, but it really is on that level. Hmm. But I, uh, but watching it, and I was watching it when I had the flu or whatever, so it was kind of a fever dream. That and then I, but I, like I really, it was very jarring to watch it the first time. On the second time, I was more willing to take it on its own merits. Not well, it's kind as, of like the way when I saw Inland Empire, I, I had that same feeling where I saw it the first time and I'm like, oh, fucking what a horrible movie. And then I saw it again and I'm like, you know, all my inhibitions are gone and I'm yeah. just going to accept what it is. And yeah, now that's, that's I, actually how I, I love it in Inland Empire. It's great. I, I would yeah. describe it that exact same way that I had to let go of all these like little prohibitions and kind of toxic ideas I had about what Columbo should be. Right, and as right, I did right. that, I really started to groove on how bizarre and kind of pretentious and arty the thing was trying to be. But, I mean, this one, even if you do keep those inhibitions, what Columbus should be, this still fits a lot of those, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really. it's still part of, it yeah, still has no. the framework. But it, this it, is the, one of the more 70s feeling ones that I've seen in the 90s episodes. Yeah. To, to that end, I'm very happy to give it yes. eight uh, candy bars that I slammed down on a marble table <laughs> in your house. What kind of candy bars? Who knows? I want it, I want it to be a whatchamacallit or like a look or something. Whatchamacallit's good. Jerk, I jerk love spiteful dude, candy I bars love those Reese's sticks. What if it was an right? Idaho Spud? Yeah. Idaho Spud's cool. Yeah. I never got I like that. Reese's sticks, man. Though oh, that shit is it's like, like it's like Kit Kat mixed with Reese's. Right, it's perfect. They, I like the very, yeah. very old uh, '80s, '90s take five bars were always very oh yeah wonderful. The, I, Those I had were one great. The other day, actually, that's Wait, what they start making yeah. them again. They start yeah, making yeah. them again. Yeah, go to Ninety Nine Cent Store. They're there. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, they're to they're, they're like at a Safeway. You can go to Safeway. Go to an Alpha Beta. Go to you got an Alpha Beta. Go to an Alpha Beta. No, I, no, I did. I, I got Acme. 
I'm just saying that I don't see them at regular stores. Yeah, but I don't. Cent I stores seen have them. Years. Them. I see them here all the time. You get them. I'll look it up. All right, I will. All right, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to do a podcast about candy bars, guys. That would be all one. Right. That actually could be a, I'm in be it. a show. I'm could be a show. I love talking to Abed so well, much. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming back to the show. Uh, where, where, where should people be looking uh, for stuff you're working on or doing these days? I, I'm on Twitter as Abed G. And uh-huh. uh, me and uh, Fulcher, our podcast is back up, uh, Gone Riffin. Gone Riffin. And where can people find that thing? On what, iTunes. What me and Rich Fulcher, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're doing a podcast. Wait, hold on. You said Fulcher didn't register. You're doing a podcast with Rich Fulcher? Yeah, we, um, we've been doing it for box. years. Of Snuffbox. Yes, yes. Holy shit, like... wait a minute, hold on. This is blowing my mind. That guy's <laughs> incredible. I can't, what? what? All right. No, I, we have a podcast. I had no idea you guys had a show together. Good no, Lord. No, we've been doing it for a long time. I didn't it, know. It went down because he moved, and then now he's back, so we're doing it again. So. Well, I'm listening to that because, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's. I feel bad because it's a little bit like raw... You know, like, it's just us being ourselves. So. Well, whatever. Who cares? It's well, cause I, I've known him for a long time, so we're, well, we're, we're old friends. All right. Well, if you want to uh, thank you for being on the show, uh, Abed, and if you want to listen to other episodes of this program, and uh, why wouldn't you? I do. <coughs> I, I love the show. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, thank and you. We need to do more of them more often. Um, <laughs> you can find us at jmtpodcast.com or in the podcast section of iTunes under TV and movie section. Also, we've uh, now been listed in this new... Um, podcasting on uh, Google Play. Uh, we're up there now, I guess. And, and whatever sort of podcast application you use on your phone or computer. Uh, if you want to follow things a bit more... <coughs> sorry, sorry. I've been smoking... Uh, you all right, buddy? I've been smoking Luckies all night. Um, <laughs> oh, Lucky Strikes? Uh, no, uh, Lucky Cools. Oh, I thought they, it was like merged, a Jack It's Benny a cooler thing. version of uh, Lucky Strikes. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um... But yeah, uh, more more up to date uh, things. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, sorry. JOMT podcast. JOMT podcast at Twitter.com. and also on Tumblr uh, where we uh, repost things that uh, people have posted about um, a club on there. John posts uh, wonderful screen grabs and further thoughts about the episodes at jmtpodcast.tumblr.com. Further thoughts. Yep. That's right. Further thoughts. Um, and yeah, if you ever want us to uh, write an email to us, uh, give us your comments. Uh, if you don't want to leave them on the site, you can write to us at Columbo at the citydesk.net. Uh, that's finally the show for this time around. Um, so uh, that's it. I'm RJ White. I'm John Morris. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. I'm Thank Jonathan you. Appleseed. <laughs> well, and we'll see you at the murder. murder yes. Listen, just one more thing. So, so it was a bit—it uh, was a bit of a travail uh, getting uh, getting the program together. Minor this week. Uh, I tried calling John to hear him. Sorry. And Abed had run kind. And Abed died. And... Yeah. Uh. And then uh, John had to call me, and then we tried calling Abed. Abed's computer didn't work, so he had to use his phone. And then Abed no, it was John my uh, iPad. Actually. Oh, an iPad. Oh, okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's the. It worked last time. It didn't work this time. Nothing worked this time. I think. Until I think magically... we ultimately did like fifteen calls back and forth. No, before. that's what it was. That is not exaggerating. We did fifteen calls back and forth trying to get this work until John and I were like, 
eh, I guess we're done. And then all of a sudden, after having tried to call in to Abed for like uh, 10 minutes, all of a sudden, he just popped up. It's like, right. okay. <laughs> no, it was, it was because my I, I had the iPhone app, like, it was taking so long to get going. Uh, and I was kind of like trying to get uh, shit going with my iPad. And then like, finally, it, it, it came through because like, like my internet's bad, A and B. Like my iPad is slow, so my iPhone ended up being the savior. But I knew I was the problem. Yeah, is it I kind of this the situation uh, where you're surrounded by like a three foot thick uh, concrete walls, or what's the deal there? No, it's just that the no matter what I do, this this freaking internet just does not work it does not happen no matter what and it's like it's a matter of like i can't do anything unless i get like the, the most expensive receiver i i don't know yeah and this is a whole thing it's a whole nother situation and but like i i knew that if i got it on my iphone it'd be fine and so, it was like, I, we, 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 yeah we were nice and smooth uh once that happened so uh apple steve jobs uh, wherever you are with uh, uh, Bob Hope and Johnny Cash, thank you for having <laughs> created Benny. a phone nice. that helped us uh, be able to do this program this week for the first time in about five months. So thank you. God bless you all uh, for <laughs> allowing that to happen in the Internet. Yes. All right. H- how kind of you. Oh, I know. <laughs> Very kind. <laughs>